That's not a moon. You may fire when ready. I got a bad feeling about this. I am altering the deal. Oh, pray I don't alter it any further. You must unlearn what you have learned. You felt a great disturbance in the force. I suggest a new strategy, Art. You underestimate the power of the dark side. Hey everybody, welcome back. This is Nova Mortis. I am here with our podcast today. Sorry I've been uh, out of the loop for quite a while, but uh, it's been pretty busy. Um, the holidays and some other stuff that uh, everybody's dealing with. But uh, I'm back. Uh, enjoy Star Wars Responsibly is the podcast. And don't forget to like and share the podcast when it's available. I wish I can be as regular as uh, a lot of folks out here uh, whenever, uh, I see everybody post some new stuff, I always get jealous cause, um, I don't have as much time, I don't think, but, uh, it's fantastic. Uh, I've got a special guest. Uh, somebody actually took my, uh, my bluff on my, um, on my, uh, what do you call it? My Twitter and, and asked if, uh, they wanted to, if they can be on the podcast. So fantastic. That is great. Uh, we've got, uh, Connor on Twitter. Connor, how you doing? Pretty good, man. Pretty good. Excellent. Uh, so thank you very much for reaching out to me and uh, calling my bluff and wanting to be on the podcast. It's fantastic. I think uh, I think this is going to be fun. We've been looking forward to it for the last couple of, uh, what did you say, weeks or so? I've been looking forward to it. Excellent. Excellent. So let's talk. What do you think we should talk about? Let's talk Star Wars, shall we? Definitely, man. There's a lot of new Star Wars coming out. Uh, it's 2019. Very excited for 2019, actually, as you can tell. A lot of Star Wars is uh, is happening for us uh, in 2019, but uh, we have to be a little bit more patient. Uh, this is uh, going to be uh, a Star Wars-less December, and uh, it's it's a shame, but uh, maybe it's a good thing. Um. Well, part of me is pretty sad that we're not getting a Star Wars film in December, um, cause we got, we've gotten used to it since force awakens in 2015, That's but right. the other, other part of me is kind of happy. Cause then now we can just kind of, for the fanatics out there that really want to consume all the content, we can just kind of consume the books, the comics, the TV shows like resistance and rebels. And for the casual film viewers that gives them, you know, a pretty good break to just kind of catch up on all the other on the films if they haven't yeah and you know one of the things that i was uh thinking about on the way to the studio here is uh the, the you're talking about the casual fans and obviously when uh when solo came out many casual fans that i went with uh had a lot of questions after that film and uh for like you said for the diehards uh the folks that kind of consume as much star wars as they can books novels comic books that sort of thing you know we knew what was a, we knew what the story was going to be we we knew kind of what uh what uh, darth maul's appearance meant um but a lot of the casual fans uh didn't there's a lot of material out there and and you know i was talking to a buddy of mine star wars is such a vast universe that you know one trilogy two trilogies three trilogies you really can't sum it up in 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 a in, in such a small way you have to have a lot of these uh, storytelling methods you know like you said the comic books novels to really enjoy the universe of star Wars. i mean you don't have to consume everything to enjoy the universe of star wars but for us hardcore fans i think 
it really enriches the experience, don't you think? Oh, it really does, man. It really does. There is, uh, you know, we're, we're going to talk a little bit about the Darth Vader comic book. I've got my thoughts on that. Uh, I think I, uh, the Charles, uh, what's his last name? Actually, Char- Charles Saul. Yeah, I actually tweeted at him to see if he wanted to come on the show and, and, and chat a little bit about his, his title. You know, Darth Vader is one of these characters, for me anyways, um, he's... Pr- He's the first character you see in the original Star Wars when, you know, when he obviously boarded the the Rebel Blockade Runner. And for me, that one shot, and I, you know, like, I know you you know what I'm talking about, that one shot where he enters and, and kind oh, of surveys yeah. uh, the his, his handiwork. I mean, I fell in love. It was love at first sight. What memories do you have of Vader as, uh, as you first saw him? I think A New Hope, yeah. I think um, I can't really remember what year I watched A New Hope the first from the first time. I think it was about I think I was maybe four or five. But my first actual memory of Vader was definitely Revenge of the Sith, which was my first Star Wars film that I saw in theaters. So I saw Anakin Skywalker turn into Darth Vader. Wow, which was pretty sweet to see on the big screen. Yeah. But it didn't really affect me as much, because I'm because like with Vader, I, I liked him and everything. But I'm not like I understand why people love the guy. Yeah. I'm just not one of those people. Yeah, no. To me, it was it was first love, and I um, I'm sensing I'm a little older than you. I was seven years old when I saw Star Wars in the in the theater, and that was way back when it was called Star Wars and not A New Hope. But uh, yeah, the 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 thing that I love about Star Wars, and and obviously. Anybody that knows me, you know, knows that it kind of flows through my veins. But it's, it's, yes, it's, it's the sci-fi aspect, the action adventure, the, the, uh, you know, laser swords and and spaceships and space battles. It's all of that. But one of the earliest things that I remember about seeing this film is the craftsmanship behind the scenes of all these model makers and editors and filmmakers that actually created this stuff out of nothing it was it's as if you just you went there to a galaxy far far away you brought you know you you brought this footage back you put it together it was just amazing to me and and obviously because of that it it kind of um it kind of delegated what i wanted to do you know as i grew older as i you know got into you know filmmaking and and tv and all that stuff myself so it's 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 a little behind the scenes stuff, and it's obviously the character of Darth Vader that really just impacted my my life. Um, I haven't killed any younglings yet, but uh, I hope not. Right, I mean. right. But it's you know it's it's just you know he's to lack of a better word, Darth Vader's a badass. You know, and getting back to that, you know, a lot of people have been on Twitter. You know, you see a lot of people saying. You know, please look at this film. I, I, we all want a Darth Vader standalone, and there's some people that are uh, against it. Uh, there's other people that are just dying to see a standalone. Um, <clears throat> what do you feel about a Darth Vader standalone? I'm in the camp that's against it. Like, I'm against it, but if they did come out with it, I'd still see it because it's Darth Vader and it's Star Wars. But we've had six and a quarter films because his uh, runtime in Rogue One probably is a quarter, plus countless books and comics with, like, the Darth Vader comics on the character. So I think it'd be 
a little too much, but if it did come out, I would I I wouldn't be opposed to it. I'd still be psyched for it. Yeah, that that's one of Darth Vader is one of those characters where the less you know, the better he is because there's probably oh, yeah. it's one of those things where nothing can compare with the headcanon that's in, you know, in your imagination. You know, you want to remember him as a badass. Uh you want to remember him um as, you know, the dark lord of the Sith, this menacing figure and I would probably be in the same camp. Like, I don't want a standalone Darth Vader movie. Um, and I think one of the behind-the-scenes featurettes, I think in Rogue One, um, I think the director said if, you know, the more the more you see him, the the less impactful it is. And, and that certainly rang true in, in Rogue One, where that last shot in the hallway in the dark when his, when oh, his yeah. saber lies... That was like worth the wait in in gold. I, I would say. Yeah, that was nuts. So, yeah, so I'm with you. I, I would not be one for you know producing a standalone Vader movie um, because there's always a danger that they're kind of they'll goof it up. There's always a danger that whatever it is that they present is going to go, uh, I guess, against the, the again the headcanon that you have in your brain, uh, and 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 I think it's. I think they better it's better left alone. So getting back to um, our main discussion, we're talking we were talking about the Darth Vader uh, comic book. Um, and uh, I think I went through maybe seventy five percent of of the run because I did start seeing uh, I guess the next the next series, uh, Darth Vader. And we'll we'll get to that one. I have you seen the image? I won't say what the image is yet. And oh yeah, I saw it. Yeah. I, I really liked it. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I, just, I don't know. Just the whole. I don't know. I just I'm a sucker for it. So yeah. I don't know. It just seemed really just kind of cool yet medieval, which I'm which I'm good for. So yeah. I just uh, I can't picture Vader on horseback. Yeah. So I there. There's a lot of issues from the beginning of the uh, Star War, the uh, Darth Vader run that I really liked. Um, I was obviously I was very curious about you know what happens to him after Revenge of the Sith and and how he comes up um, in the ranks. And uh, what was one of uh, what was one of the storylines that you really really enjoyed from the Darth Vader comic book? Oof, wow, that's a good one. Um, I'll, I'll say I'll give you two. Um, the first one that comes to my mind is when he's facing the um, the one Jedi in the beginning of the series, uh, Kirik Infola, I think is his name, mm-hmm. who took the bearish vow. He and his whole and Vader's whole mission at this point, for those that don't know, is to get a saber, a saber for his for himself, because I think it says in the uh, in the comic, it says, I think it was Palpatine that said this. He says, the saber of a Sith is taken. Which I think is really fitting because that just fits in with the Sith. So I really like that storyline because you see Vader journeying across the galaxy trying to find this guy. And when he does, he's totally unprepared for Carrick and his uh, his power. Yeah, Which I I thought was really interesting to see because I think because we've seen six films with him, six and a quarter, plus a few books like Lords of the Sith, we've only seen Vader as this powerful man. And to see him get bested like early on 
to me, that was really nice, but really interesting to see. Yeah, it's, it's um, so uh, this is this is kind of where where I'm talking about where where the headcanon is a lot better. I always want to see Vader as a powerful figure. For me personally, I never want to see Vader get beaten. Um, I always want to see Vader win whatever battle it is because that's how I see him. That's how I've always seen him. So for me, yes, it was interesting. And then later on, I think there's uh, there's another storyline where um, where he gets his butt kicked. But uh, yeah, it's it's uh, it was it was difficult for me. It was well written. I, I love the artwork in the entire run. Um, it's 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 really fantastic. It's a really fantastic story. So for those that don't know, with Kirk, he um he he destroy Vader destroys Kirk. He uh. I think the way he gets him is that there's a village and there's a dam overlooking the village and Vader um, like breaks the dam. So then Kirik has to sort of, I think, sacrifice himself or try to save the village. And that weakens him for some point. So Vader takes the advantage of that and kills him right then and there. The second storyline I really liked was the Mon Cala arc where... It was Vader attacking Mon Cala, who was under the con- command of King Lee Char. I totally forgot about King Lee Char, even though I rewatched the entire Clone Wars series last summer. When he showed up in the comic, I was thinking to myself while reading that, I was like, that guy seems really familiar. So I looked him up, and once I realized it was Lee Char from Clone Wars, I just flipped out. I'm like, oh my god, this yeah. is King Lee Char from Clone Wars, and he's back. I right. was so happy to see that. Yeah. But I really liked that arc because not only did it show Vader with his inquis- with his inquisitors and really powerful, it also showed the Empire as this, as this as the military force we've always seen. This like evolution of them from as Palpatine says, more than a political abstraction to this effective military force. Yeah, and if I remember, was uh, uh, t- was Tarkin in that storyline? He was, yes. Yeah, he was brutal in that. Oh, well, he was. Oh, my God, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, the brutality of the Empire, the brutality of Tarkin and Vader, I mean, it— one of the things I loved about uh, this one is, um, was it uh, Vader was underwater— or when, when yes. they went under underneath, uh, you know, underwater to to try and get the king. Oh, that was yeah. that was fantastic. It was I almost had uh, John. Well, I did have John Williams theme every so often, just kind of pumped in my head as I was reading and flipping those pages because it was it was phenomenal. Oh, let me guess. So, like when he was coming, when he was coming up from the water, the yeah, totally. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oof. But that's you know that's one of the great things too about these comic books. They uh, they share so much with the films, and and you know we we work with visuals, and and comic books is is a great uh, medium for that. Um, some of the way those panels were drawn and the overlapping of the pages was phenomenal as well. I love that. Oh yeah, the artwork in this series was amazing i think what do you think overall of the inquisitors i think uh you know another story that i really liked was when they chased after the librarian jocasta oh yeah 
that, Dude, that, that was, was sick. great. The one part I really liked in that was when she tries to sacrifice herself and like jump off the bit and jump off the ledge. And then you see her eyes open and then just you see her say no. And I'm just like, dude. Yeah. Wow. Right. That was nuts. But um, overall, I really like the concept of the Inquisitors. I really liked how they were handled in this series so far, especially I, I just really love their concept as fallen as former Jedi and how they've just kind of converted from Jedi to sort of not really Sith, but like dark side. I think they're really cool. For whatever reason, the dark side um, intrigues me. And I think it's the one of the main reasons that out of every character in the entire Star Wars saga, I, I, I tend to pull towards Darth Vader. And... Um, again, for whatever reason, I just I, I, the Inquisitors, the 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 idea of them helping uh, Vader hunt down the Jedi uh, is just it's really cool to me. And and you know even from a I had uh, customized a, uh, a Star Wars Halloween costume to include kind of a backstory, and uh, you might. Every so often, I kind of post that, but you might see uh, the costume uh, on Twitter. But uh, yeah, just for some reason, just the dark side um, intrigues me, and and that that storyline, and even when I think Vader had a lightsaber and he jumped after after her, and then some of the clone troopers uh, looked up and saw Vader with a lightsaber, and and, and they said, "Look, a, a, a Jedi, kill him!" You know? Yeah, that and was they, nuts that was mis- to me. The one thing I just remembered, I think it was in issue. 19 of Vader, where one of the Inquisitors takes the baby of Eithkoth's wife and snatches it from her. That kind of reminds me of how the Jedi themselves, I think in a few reference books I read, were propagandized as baby snatchers. So to me, that was a really fun deep cut to see that a former Jedi snatched a baby, which just played off on that. Yeah. I know, yeah. I emailed, um, I emailed Charles Soul about that to ask him if that thought ever occurred to him while writing that issue, and he hasn't answered back yet. Yeah. But I hope he does. You know, it's one of the. I think the only time that he responded to a tweet was when I and I forgot what I had made a kind of an off-colored comment on. Um, I think it was the storyline with uh, that Vader was hunted by uh, by Tarkin. Yes, I uh, for some reason that just kind of like it was, to me it was a, a bit um, I guess out of character for what I felt their relationship was. But I can see that. Yeah, um, and I read. It felt weird. Yeah. yeah, honestly. I mean, the you know, the first of all, the cover with Tarkin behind the tree and Vader's like you know sneaking around. Um, I think that's what I commented on, and I start. I had started reading it a little bit, and 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 he chimed in and and said, you know, wait till you read the rest of it, and and which is fine. Yeah, I think overall, I mean, uh, there are a lot of pockets. How many issues has it gone through? It's like the last one comes up. But yeah, I mean, overall, I've been really happy with uh, with the storyline. I like I said, I love the Inquisitors. Um, they are such a uh, even from uh, Rebels when uh, you know the the 
the um, ninth brother. I can't remember all their names. The ninth brother. I think it was seventh. Yeah, the seventh sister and the yeah, like ninth or fifth brother. I can't remember either. Now you know, getting back to the the, the seventh sister. I mean, if do I remember this correctly? When they all um, battled um, Ahsoka on um, on the the pyramid. Malachor. Malachor. Yeah. Um, she was killed by Darth Maul, wasn't she? Yeah, he... Um, in Rebels, I remember that. He, yeah, I rewatched that scene. He force-lifted her and just brought her towards him with the lightsaber and just... And it's funny because I know it's, a, you know, it's kind of a kid's show and they kind of like turned away, but you know you know what happened. Your mind can fill the rest of it in, but that, yeah. that in and itself was brutal, I think. Yeah, because what happened was... I actually remember it... Um, Maul wanted Ezra to kill her. Right. And he couldn't bring himself to do it. And she and she like and it cuts to her like smirking. So then he just got angry and just threw his saber at her and then it and then she died. So yeah. It's uh very uh reminiscent to the way he killed uh Satine in Clone Wars when he was oh, yeah. uh, in uh, Mandalore. Yeah, that was uh that was heart-wrenching. That was that the, was brutal. Yeah. But uh, it's it's good to see uh, Darth Maul really stay in character and stay. You know, it's very um, very uh, great uh, storytelling. And again, I mean, you know, these stories span such uh, a wide array of of medium: comic books, movies, TV. It's just gonna. It's 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 such a large galaxy that it's just, you know, Star Wars is going to go on forever now, especially now that Disney has it. But, uh, Oh yeah. I am, um, I'm trying to be as healthy as I can to survive as long as I can. (laughs) (laughs) No, dude. Yeah. Same here, man. And it's funny because, uh, just lately, I think the junk man, uh, Star Wars junk man had said that, uh, people are starting to die off i'm like dude way to way to bring a room down <laughs> <laughs> wow yeah that's oh, that's a downer right there <laughs> what else do you like about the uh, darth vader comic book um i remember the um and i can't remember i i'll ask you the very first episode when he crash landed and the rebels were surrounded uh surrounding him in in uh, like a desert like planet or something was that part of this uh run um i think i actually yeah, there's a line. It might be. Yeah. I'm not too sure. It, it like might be connected to it, but I don't think it was part of the main the series. Soul, yeah. yeah, but th- that was a sweet. That was a sweet scene. Yeah, I remember that one scene. He's got where the rebels go. Yeah, they're rebels, surrounded. Right. He goes out. Yeah. What did he say? All I'm surrounded by is fear and dead men. Yes, that was that was uh, like chilling. That's the best. Oof. Another line that was not said in the in a movie that was said in uh, in the cartoons, which I love, is um, in Rebels again on that scene at the beginning of uh, uh, no, Malachor when yeah. Ezra Ezra looks up and there's a there's Darth Vader's Tie Fighter coming down and he's on it. First of all, that's badass. He's not in it. Yeah. He's on it. And uh, Ezra says. Um, you know, I'm I'm not afraid of you. And Vader just kind of s- slowly comes down and he goes, "Then you will die braver than most." Yeah, dude, that I was love that. that was I love that. Yeah. 
And I love the fact that they got James Earl Jones back in in, in the hot seat there. That's uh, for the cartoons is great. Um, oh, yeah. You know, I um, looking forward to uh, you know that fan film from uh, releasing some Star Wars the Theory. Yeah, Star Wars Theory. Yeah, I saw that. I haven't really got a chance to look at it yet, but I saw some stills from the mo- from the trailers and whatnot, and I think it looks pretty good. I'll, yeah. I might check it out. I'll check it out on the twentieth. I know they released a teaser, which is just uh, a shot of a ship and and some dialogue, and the dialogue doesn't sound half bad. I mean, it's one of those things where you know James Earl Jones. If you don't have James Earl Jones, then forget it. But the yeah. you know, the, like I said, the dialogue they re-recorded some of the stuff, and I uh, it's it's pretty close. So I can't uh, I can't wait to see that uh, on the twentieth. I think they release it. It's one of those things that I again I get jealous because I um. I'm into television production and filmmaking and stuff like that, and I just don't have, I just don't have as much time as I did when I was uh, a lot younger. Um, I it's it's you know, and even like the guys, um, and I'm not sure if you're familiar with the Star Trek Continues series on YouTube. Um, no, those not are, at all. If you're into Star Trek and especially the original uh, series, um, Star Trek Continues is a phenomenal work of of love from these guys behind the scenes. Um, the, it's, it's fantastic. The, these guys build the entire set of the, uh, bridge, uh, from scratch. They got a lot of talent behind, uh, behind them. Um, again, if, if you're a Star Trek, uh, fan, you should check it out. It's, it's fantastic. They had to stop okay. for obvious reasons. They had, uh, set a goal and I think, uh, the producer, the actual producers of Star Trek let them just f- finish up the thing as long as they didn't, uh. Because it was going to kind of uh, encroach on their, uh, you know, the new Star Trek stuff, but uh, it's it's worth taking a look at. It's it's great. They even got some of the old actors. They got uh, John Quincy. Um, was that his name? John? No, John DeLance, who played Q. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's fantastic. What else? What else from the Star, uh, the Darth Vader? And like I said, I, I think I ca- I'm I'm like eighty percent caught up. Did uh, you said you were going to kind of catch up? And did you finish it? Yeah, I'm pretty much caught up, save for the last issue. Um, in the latest issue, ish, or issues, he's on Mustafar. Oh, you know what? I, I, I'm up to the part where Vader, um, I guess they're commissioning uh, a designer to design the castle. Yes. So I'm up, yeah. up to there. I haven't, I haven't gone past uh, to see Vader talk to the, to the mask thing. Yeah, moment. So I'm, I'm like, like Darth right, moment. Yeah, I'm right in there, right in there. Yeah. So what is? Uh, yeah, it's, are you, are it's you pretty good. Pretty, yeah. Okay. Good. And you know, I it, won't it's, say anything. It's fantastic because I mean, at this point, I know because of my, I guess, my absorption of Star Wars material online, I know what the castle signifies. I know what he's trying to do, and I know, um, you know, how he's trying to get there. But uh, like I said, it's it's fantastic how they're tying a lot of these um, smaller stories to the bigger picture, um, with uh, with the castle and and Padme and 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 all that stuff. I just I love. That's why, and I know Solo didn't perform as as well as they wanted to, but I I'm um, I'm ninety nine. Point nine percent sure that we're going to see the continuation of that story somewhere. If it's not a movie or TV, it's going to be in a comic book or a novel, and uh, I'm really excited. I'm really excited for. Yeah, that. I really hope so too, man. I yeah. love that film. It's it's fantastic, and you know I, I have a lot of buddies. Is like, oh, I didn't ask for a solo film. I'm like, well, it's, you know, it's it's 
I don't know what to say to that. Like, why? We didn't ask for any anything, but we we got yeah. it. But it's it's yeah, right. Like yeah. nobody asked for Star Wars in the first, <laughs> in the first place, place, and but we got it. Look, bro. look what we have now. Yeah, but it's uh, yeah. I, I love Solo. I think um, for me, Rogue One and Solo are are two of the best uh, post Lucas film uh, Star Wars. Um, I I love them both. Um, so what? Yeah, uh, they're both great. What else can you tell me about Darth Vader? And then. Uh, uh, without uh, um, spoiling it for me, because I, I I do I, I will catch up. I'm uh, I'm a little behind, but uh, it's fantastic. What else uh, What else do I have to look forward to uh, up until that point? Um, who is this? Uh, what's the, the the mask's name? What's his, the Sith Lord? Uh, Lord Momen. What's uh, What's his deal? Um, he lived long ago. He lived long yeah, ago. he lived long ago. He was an apprentice to somebody who you'll find who that who that is in the comic. Uh, it gets pr- it gets pretty good. That's really all I can say without spoiling anything. That's great. I know the spirit of this Sith Lord was in, is, is kind of like haunting the mask, and I, I think yeah, it's sort of imbued in the mask. Yeah, and I there was a there was a rumor that uh, for the Force Awakens that Anakin's spirit was kind of doing the same thing um in the mask that uh, kylo ren had uh in force awakens so it's interesting to see that concept kind of fleshed out a little bit more um whether they do that in episode nine um you know uh coming up is is a different story they haven't really touched on it but i that, those are some of the rumors that i heard about um the Anakin's like ghost essence or whatever infused in oh, the mask. Okay. So it's it's very interesting to to see that. I don't know if you have small children, but uh what do you think of uh Star Wars Resistance? I don't know. I have not been able to catch up on Resistance. I'm only like two episodes in. So most of my Christmas break is probably just gonna be catching up on that while also <laughs> doing other Star Wars stuff. Sure. But from the two episodes I watched, I, I liked it a lot. It was re- like it was really kid friendly, and I I really started laughing at most of the humor. I found it pretty funny, although it was you know, it was old enough to get it, but I thought it was pretty good. And and it's ramping up to be really good from the tweets I've seen online and the stuff I've seen. And that's how Rebels started. I mean, Rebels was very um, kid friendly. Uh, oh yeah, it was very you know young young audience oriented and and I guess at the stories uh, the stories seriousness kind of grew with the audience uh, until you know until the audience grew out of it but uh, and I think you know I have a feeling this is going to be the same thing you know one of the biggest complaints that I hear about Star Wars Resistance is the color and the artwork and I I, I just don't see where that's coming from because like you I I love. I love the way it's drawn. I love the the the, uh, the artwork, and I love the colors. Um, the uh, I, I think I'm a little more caught up on it. You know, there's besides all the kids stuff, there are little tidbits of story that uh, play well uh, in the larger th- uh, scheme of things. Later on, there's a there's an episode um, that you're really going to enjoy that really ties in with with stuff and characters from the force awakens. And obviously this, the show kind of takes place. What, what did, what did they say? A I think it's months? six. Yeah. Like six months before. And I heard that the second and third season, it might 
um, might be parallel with the sequel trilogy. There's uh, yeah, no, there's right. a couple of set. There's a couple of of, of uh, episodes later on. I think episode four and five that are they'll kind of like rock you to the core because there's some mention of of some of the characters uh, from the Force Awakens. And the thing that I love, even in the first, I think it was the second episode when Captain Phasma appeared. Um, I like her. I like her more in in this cartoon than I did in the movies. Believe it or not, what do you think? I think that's mainly the consensus from what I've seen and heard. She was very underutilized in the films, and I think uh, her book Phasma, aptly titled Phasma, she got like way more development than in the films, obviously. I've heard that everyone really likes her in this show and in the book more than the film. She doesn't really have that much screen time in both films combined, which... It's a, it's a shame, because I love her look. Obviously, the actress behind the scenes is fantastic, and uh, underutilized is definitely the, the right way to, to describe um, Phasma. Um, but yeah, she... Uh, there's some of the other characters, some of the Imperial characters, the First Order characters that are great. They're, I think they're a little bit more well developed than than the stormtroopers of of the Empire. It's uh, it's kind of a weird thing for me. It's uh, but um, I love the fact that they're on this, you know, this station. There's uh, there's some character stuff that happens with uh, the the head mechanic. Can't remember his name. Wow. Oh, um, is it Yeager? Yeah. So there's some really cool stuff. Like I said, when you peel away like a lot of the kitty stuff, a lot of the kitty moments, there's some great, great storylines and and uh, story points that fit together really nicely with with the rest of of the Star Wars saga. And there's some stuff later on that comes up that uh, that kind of ties in a little bit with uh, with with Solo, if you can believe it or not. How oh, nice! Fantastic! Awesome! Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, like uh, I'm like two two episodes ahead of you. I think uh, you're gonna uh, you're gonna enjoy it. Um, I love the fact that um, Poe Dameron is in the first episode. So what uh, what else is on the roster, Connor? We are uh, talking about Star Wars, and have you heard any rumors about what the storyline for the Mandalorian is? I I heard one rumor that I'm not sure. Is... It might be the same rumor that I heard, and what it was, like, the main thing was that um, he has to kill this kid, but he ends up, like, I think either having a change of heart or something, yeah, and ends up saying, yeah, yeah, protecting him, yeah. For those that don't know, The Mandalorian is set three years after Return of the Jedi, so for you super nerds out there, it's 7 ABY. I'm really hoping it kind of seems like a sort of a gunslinging Western to me. It, it kind of has that like feel of it, even though we've gotten that one image of him. Um, I also heard that I think it was Tahit, the Thor Ragnarok director. I can't pronounce his yeah, name. Right. Um, I think he's directing the season finale of the first season. That's what I heard from rumors. I love the that cast, image too, yeah. by the way, that, that first image that we got. Initially, oh, yeah. I, I thought it was just, I didn't think it was a real, you know, uh, um, an official image, but uh, then I did oh, yeah, research same here. And, and I was like, oh my God, this that looks so fantastic. And you're right, it does have a gunslinger western kind of feel. 
and that would um, that would definitely go uh, perfectly with what's going on in the galaxy after you know after the uh, the death of Vader and the death of uh, the Emperor. Um, yep. I guess All the Empire. Yeah. Yeah. The galaxy is kind of you know in a, disarray. In a turmoil, disarray. Everybody's trying to figure out what's going on. I'm really looking forward to it, and uh, oh, same here. I hope. I kind of jokingly said that the the child that they're that the Mandalorian is protecting is uh, Baby Ray, and <laughs> there's some people that, <laughs> that would crazy. actually, yeah, that would honestly be really really funny if it, that was her. That's too but funny. I, yeah, and yeah, um, everybody got everybody went crazy, and I'm like, no, 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 I, I'm just it's a I'm joke, just, it's, yeah, a it's a joke, joke. yeah. Yeah, <laughs> but then people were thinking about it like, wait a minute. I'm like, uh, yeah, what did I right? start? Like, uh, like what? Yeah, you, you started a firestorm of theories. Um, but here's the thing: what if what if it is, and what if somebody? So she was born to somebody, and they needed her dead. Very similar to the prophecy in the movie Willow. So they needed they needed that baby dead. Otherwise, the prophecy of the princess or whatever would come up and and destroy the the queen of bad morta in willow and obviously it also has biblical connotations um in ki- killing of the savior child etc cetera, etc cetera. but that i mean that that would be kind of interesting yeah that would it'd be very weird to how it would fit into the overall lore but it would definitely be an interesting way to take this series yeah and it w- and a really interesting way to tie it into the larger star wars universe um i'm really hoping that since it's called the mandalorian we get to see mandalore post return of the jedi my my one big wish is if we see bo katan chris in yeah. live action that i would, would flip that would be out amazing yeah now uh correct me if i'm wrong during this part of the timeline because now I'm confused. During this part of the timeline, do we is um, I'm trying to f- I'm trying to fit Darth Maul and his uh, leadership in the crime syndicate, but yeah, now Maul is Maul dead, dead before zero. New Hope. Yeah, 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 before New Hope. So yeah, yeah, that'd be fantastic. And you know, there there's rumors. I think uh, making Star Wars or Star Wars Net had some. Very, very blurry pictures and some news that uh, there were some Gamorrean guards on the set. Which I did hear about yeah, that. Yeah, which would tell That'd me that maybe cool. they're on Tatooine. Uh, you know. Yeah, it was interesting. Um, now that you've mentioned it, the image that they showed with the Mandalorian, like the background of it, kind of reminded me of Tatooine a bit. I mean, I've seen I've seen some images of the set, and there are. And again, you know, this doesn't tell us anything, but there are moisture evaporators in the background, which you saw a lot, you know, during oh, yeah. any Tatooine scene, any any yep. any film that uh, that featured Tatooine. Um, I actually want one of those in my backyard. I think it'd be awesome. How wicked would it be to see Mandalore in live action? I would be I would be impressed. I would love that so much because I really do want to see their political state post return of the Jedi because the last thing we know of them is that Bo Katan is given the dark saber and the title of Mandalore to unite Mandalore under one banner. And hopefully that works out for better or worse. 
You know, it's funny. I had a discussion with a couple of buddies, um, and uh, it's it's interesting how politics plays a large role in the Star Wars universe, and we really don't think about it because we think about the space battles and we think about the Jedi Knight Sith Lord uh, action, and we think about you know all the action that happens, but. It's, Star Wars is really politically motivated from the Empire to the Senate to the Mandalorian government to the 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 huts and the crime syndicates everyone has their own territory it's uh I think it's a very fascinating world to to explore don't you think oh yeah man definitely so uh casting news for the Mandalorian Nick Nolte who do you think he's gonna play I've heard two things. Well, not heard, but like I thought of two things. Um, one thing I saw on Twitter was that maybe he'd play like a washed-up imperial, former imperial officer, or something, which I could definitely see him playing. Yeah. Or like maybe some father figure or mentor to the Mandalorian, who I heard is going to be played by Pedro Pascal from Game of Thrones. I'm really excited for. I'm probably more excited about the Mandalorian uh, TV series more than uh, Episode Nine, to be honest with you. I can see. No, I can totally see that. Um, um, I'm I'm equal on both of them. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see both both of those stories and how they play out. And uh, you know, one of the biggest reasons that I'm excited, obviously, you know, that first image of the Mandalorian is just kick ass. But uh, the people behind the scenes, Dave Filoni. Uh, John Favreau, two powerhouses in storytelling, and Dave Filoni, you know George Lucas's protege for the most part. Oh yeah. Um, you know he that guy knows how to tell a story, and it's you know from everything from Ahsoka to to the Mandalorian, you know story arc and and everything in between. I mean, you know, kudos to to him and his team for being for just bringing us all this incredible Star Wars. Uh, lore to to the cartoons even I mean it's you know there there was one time that I thought the storytelling in the cartoons was way better than than uh, than the films uh, and obviously you can tell a, a broader story in in a longer period of time but um, I unfortunately you know when I went to go see the last Jedi with friends I was super excited but uh, it uh, it fell f- flat for me on, on personally for me um, but, you know, I'm going to be there in line first night for Episode 9. Let's see yep, what, same let's, here. Let's, what do you think of Disney's streaming service? Is it uh, a uh, Disney Plus? Is this something that uh, you are going to uh, invest in? I think uh, uh, there's another podcast that was talking about it, and I kind of chimed in. Um, Salty Nerd was talking about, uh, you know, a lot of a lot of people having apprehensions in, in in adding another streaming service, but come on, dude, it's Star Wars. Exactly. Um, I hope so. We'll see. I also I have like a bunch of other ones being paid for, so I'm not sure at the moment. But always in motion is a few is the future. So I hope that I will get it and watch both the Mandalorian and the Cassian Andor series. Speaking of which... Oh my god, I totally forgot about that. Holy shnikey. I'm, I'm pretty excited for that series. Uh, fun story, I was actually in the library about to study for something when I got the notification 
that we were getting a Cassian Andor series. And so I'm scrolling through my phone on StarWars.com, reading about it, and then talking to it with a bunch of friends. And I got so excited to the point where I actually had to leave the library and just start freaking out outside. Oh, my God. Like, I, I just I, I couldn't contain my excitement. When that second trailer for The Force Awakens um, hit, oh. the one... Oh. The one where Chewie and Han enter the Millennium Falcon and says, Chewie, we're home. Yeah. I was actually sitting in the doctor's office. My my wife had a doctor's appointment, and I'm just sitting there in the lobby with my phone and the headphones. And then, you know, all of a sudden Twitter just blew up. You know, the, the Force Awakens trailer was hitting, and I and I, I popped it on. I had the headphones, and, and obviously in a doctor's office you can't freak out. But I'm sitting there crying my eyes out. At the end of that that trailer, when Chew, when when Han says Chewie were home, I was like flipping out, and I couldn't get up and leave. I was just like so frozen, very similar to 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 your story. But it's like, oh my god, I was like, I I love that. Yeah, I love that. Uh, even after all these years, that you know, Star Wars can really can can still do that. I can understand why Kevin Smith cries. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh no, no doubt. I'm with him there on that. Oh, what do you what do you think about um, Clone Wars coming back to finish off the series? Oh boy! All right, so we got another freak out moment. I was at work when that announcement hit, and when I saw that, it, when I saw the trailer, when it said like in the link Clone Wars official trailer, I thought, okay, it's just like they're just redoing it for something for some reason. But when I watched it and the and it started panning out to the clone helmets on the side. Yeah. I was like, this isn't just a rerun. This is a new thing. Right. And I got so excited to the point where I almost punched a coworker. Oh my God. I, I was so, I was, uh, I was just so pumped and yeah. I almost broke down crying in, in, in front of my coworkers at work. I was so excited. Well, I, I can imagine because, I mean, I, was, I felt the same way when I saw the, the helmets. But then they went into that scene. And then at the end, the reveal, when, uh. when Ahsoka turns around and said, hey, Master, it's been a long time. I was like speechless. I was I was cry I was bawling my eyes out yeah. at that. Uh. That was fantastic. You know, Ahsoka Tano, again, going back to um, Dave Filoni, Ahsoka Tano started out, as this whiny little character in in a movie that a lot of people kind of dismiss the the animated Clone Wars movie that came out and yep, 2008 I really I really disliked her but as I watched more Clone Wars you know with my son and I obviously I enjoy it cuz it's Star Wars it's he's she's one of those characters that like oh my god where you know where have you been all my life it's I I love Ahsoka Tano I love her I was actually on the opposite end of that. So when I watched the Clone Wars animated movie, um, I can't really remember my reaction to it. I'm pretty sure I liked it. But when I watched the series as a kid, I was I more cared about just like the big flashy stuff as a kid. That's really all you really care about. You don't sure. care about the storylines yeah. or the characters. So when Rebels came around and she was revealed to be back, I was pretty hot. I was pretty excited, but I wasn't like completely overwhelmed with excitement with her returning. Yeah. And so I kind of said to myself, you know, I should watch Clone Wars 
to see why every like why most people I know just absolutely love her. And then I was on the bandwagon by the end of season five. Yeah. So she's, just, she's, she's definitely great. one of my favorites. Yeah. And then when she returned in Rebels, I was like, oh, yes, yes. She's Fulcrum. The, oh, that was great. And the one moment that I will never forget that I completely freaked out on was when, um, was the world between world oh, moments. Oh, yes. Oh, my God. I yes. was, me and my friend were texting in a group chat and it legit looked like we were like in a horror film. <laughs> Because we're just like, oh my god, what, yeah, yeah. what just happened? It was nuts. I was so speechless. I was freaking out so hard. People were just like, dude, are you okay? And I'm like, I'm fine, I'm fine. Just Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, oh. I mean, that's, again, just Dave Filoni's storytelling, his patience, his uh, his creativity and his patience really, you know, it pays off. And I, I, uh, I can't say enough about his... His method, it's, you know, the characters that he brought to life, the characters that he gave us in, in, in both series. And um, it's just fantastic. And that's one of the biggest reasons that I really cannot wait for The Mandalorian to, to, to hit the airwaves because it's, it's going to be it's going to be phenomenal. I mean, I've never I never imagined that Star Wars would be on TV or we'd get regular Star Wars on such a regular interval. Um, obviously, like I said, I'm a, a little old, older than you. I thought after Return of the Jedi, that's it. I'm never going to, you know, then Timothy Zahn books came out and then, uh, the prequels and it's like, oh my God, it's like now yeah. it's just, it's fantastic. And there was, um, who, I don't, are there any other franchises that have, you know, stayed the, the test of time that, that, uh, survived the test of time? This is, you know, this is huge. Off the top of my head, I can't think of any. I mean, not not like this. I mean, obviously, you've got long-running uh, franchise uh, movies, you know, James Bond and, and Doctor Who and, and that sort of thing. But something as culturally relevant as, as Star Wars is, um, I don't think there is. I mean, you wow. know, Star Wars, Star Trek, uh, very similar um, fan base, um I guess, uh, characteristics, but, uh, yeah, Star Wars is just, it's, it's special. Yeah, it was, yeah, it really is. It's something truly special to quote Snoke. So with the Cassian Andor series, so it was revealed that the Americans, that show, the writer and producer of it will be the showrunner for the series. Oh, I did hear that. Yeah, I heard it was pretty good. And also another Star Wars nod to the Americans, uh, Carrie Russell, was in the Americans and now she's in episode nine. The Cassian Andor series, I'm pretty, I'm pretty pumped for it. Uh, I saw, I don't know if you did, but I saw like a lot of comments like, "Oh, I hope K2's in it," you know, or you know, I re- I really want him to be in it. And I'm just sitting there like, guys, guys, calm down. K2SO is going to be in it. Yeah, it's all everything's fine here. <laughs> Yeah, that's kind of like the reaction when uh, when everybody was flipping out that uh, Daredevil was canceled and and some of the other mm. um, shows on Netflix were canceled. You know, it, to me it was pretty obviously they're just kind of migrating over to Disney Plus. Um, True. But yeah, I mean, Rogue One, his character in Rogue One, uh, very fascinating. Um, you've never seen anybody like him in a Star Wars. You know, he was uh, when he met his his rebel informant. spy, his informant. Yeah, oh, I was just like, wait, did he just kill him? I know. I was. Just I remember. Like, I, I realized. I'm like, okay, this is this movie is going to be very good. This. Yeah, is I know. Gonna... I was like, this is different. Okay. 
But, you know, I mean, when you think about it, all right, so this guy is panicking. He doesn't want to attract attention. There's some stormtroopers coming. This guy's going to flip. This guy's going to, he's going to, you know, he's going to turn state secrets. So it's it's better safe than sorry. Sorry, got to go. You know, pew, yep. pew, you're down. Exactly. So that was very... Um, very, very unique in, in, in Star Wars. And there, there's a lot of people that kind of poo-pooed on that uh, aspect of it and, and said how different it was. But I, I think it was just fantastic. I think uh, it showed a little guts from the filmmaker to be able to do that. Exactly. Yeah, I love that, too. I love the uh, the graying of the rebellion, as I like to call it, in that film. That was really nice. Yeah, it, it did show you how the kind of the two sides of the rebellion, you know, when everybody thinks, you know, from star Wars, everybody thought, okay, it's, there's a, there's a very distinct line between the good guys and the bad guys. You know, it's Darth Vader versus princess Leia. And, uh, rogue one really showed you that there's, you know, there's some gray moments in there. Um, especially, you know, you've got, uh, Mon Mothma and, and her, her, people behind the scenes running things but then you also have the you know the 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 general who gives um draven yeah Yeah. his his orders you know you're not there to rescue him when you see a shot you take it that was like exciting that was like yeah yeah it's almost and then the one part when he um sorry uh the one part where he orders the x-wings to attack edu the facility yeah And, you know, that makes me want to see uh, a little bit more of uh, Saw Gerrera and his team and how they work. And obviously they're uh, a little bit more rougher, a lot more rougher around the edges. Uh, I've been trying to finish for the last, uh, I'm a very slow reader. I've been trying to finish Rebel Rising and and Saw Gerrera plays obviously a a big role in Jin Erso's book. I'm I'm probably the last like two or three uh, chapters uh, from finishing okay. it, oh. but uh, it's it's a really really great book. I love the I love Sagarera's character. He's just fantastic. I wish we could uh, I wish we saw more of him in Rogue One. Um, and I love the actor uh, Whitaker. Forrest is, Whitaker. Fork is, yeah. Forrest Whitaker is is another powerhouse. Um, I love that they're bringing these actors into a Star Wars film because it's again it's. Uh, it makes it more serious. It makes it more powerful to see these these actors play their roles in, in these Star Wars films, and I think the one of the biggest, um, the greatest actor I think in the prequels I think is is uh, the guy that plays Palpatine, Ian McDiarmid. Yeah, McDiarmid. Yeah, he is phenomenal. Yeah, I mean, wh- uh, where do you think uh, the Cassian Andor series is going to start off on? So I actually really thought about this. And one thread that could connect the Cassian Andor, Andor series to Solo, actually, is in in the end of Solo, Emphis Nest gets the coaxium from Han on Savarine, and she says that this is this this would help propel the start of a rebellion, which we know is going to be the Rebel Alliance. So one storyline that they could potentially do for a few episodes is Emphis meets Cassian to deliver the coaxium to him. That's one of those things where I left the theater was like, oh, I, I want to see what happens next. I want to see the characters kind of develop. And, I, you know, I, I, I kind of 
uh, jumbled Sagarera into that mix because obviously you see uh, two tubes. Yeah. Um, in that group. And, I love um, that guy. Yeah, he's he's fascinating, fascinating. Rogue One is just such a treat. It's so. Um, oh yeah. It's so uh, different, but it's. I think they did a phenomenal job with uh, marrying Rogue One with with uh, Star Wars: A New Hope. It's a labor of love. It's a love letter to Star Wars fans. I think. Honestly, yeah, it, it's different yet familiar at the same time, yeah. and that's nice. It's funny because I was trying to I was trying to figure out how R two and three PO how they were on. Um, uh, in oh, the Yavin base. four, yeah. and then then when they got on the Tantive yeah. four, like between all that, yeah. so there's two. So there's the Thrawn Treason book, and then the Darth Dark Visions comic. So the Thrawn Treason book is set before the Rebels finale. And the only thing I really know other than that is that Thrawn will meet Orson Krennic. Oh, nice. Yeah, um, I haven't read those books. I need to. Um, but I'm really I'm looking forward to this one if I come if I get a chance to read the other two. And this comes out uh, July 2019. Dark Visions comic. Uh, it's five issues, limited series. Comes out in March. And it will, quote, take readers to the darkest parts of the galaxy, places where the mysterious anti-hero known as Darth Vader can be someone's greatest fear and, and even someone's greatest hope. Oh, is that the one with the uh, horseback? Yeah, with the Vader on horseback. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I'm I'm excited to see what happens with that. I think the way it goes is if if like Vader's presented in a sympathetic light of sorts, I wouldn't be surprised if he's presented like that to um, dark side sympathetics or dark side users who like hail him as a hero or a prophet of some sort. I like that shield. Yeah, the shield is nice <laughs> and the symbol of the Empire. Oh, yeah. that's that's great. The horseback thing, yeah, no, I totally understand why some, like you, think it's, like, a little weird. I, I think it's just cool. I mean, I'm just a sucker for anything, like, new in Star yeah. Wars. That seemed, like, pretty new to me. Yeah. So you had uh, you had a couple of Star Wars questions that uh, you got from some followers and some friends of yours? Yeah, so I got three questions, one from Twitter, two from Facebook. The first question from Twitter this was by Kyle Larson. He asked, do you guys think Momin and Shaw will return in future Star Wars stories? I just remembered you haven't read the rest of the comic <laughs> series. Kind of a spoiler. Shaw was, I'll, I'll tell you right now, Shaw was Momin's master. She oh, is okay. a female Sith. She's pretty cool. So she's the one that uh, he was uh, her apprentice? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's all I'm saying. Okay. That's that's it. You'll find out everything else. That's fine. All right, cool. Uh, cool. Excellent. To answer the question, I'd love to see them, see more of their character in like another comic or even a film set during the Old Republic that features them. And I think they could do it, Lucasfilm, depending on like depending on Moment and Shaw's like popularity within the fandom. If they get enough traction, they could definitely have some more content and more backstory for them. Yeah, I think it's one of those things where you have to introduce it to the general public first, little by little, before you can take it in that direction. Because I think a lot okay. of a lot of people, um, a lot of people would would get lost. Um, True. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, again, 
you know, Star Wars Galaxy is so vast and the story is so deep that I think, you know, you definitely need more than just films to explain all this. There's just so much going on and and, and thank God that uh, they're investing the time and money and resources to be able to tell a lot of these stories through TV and web streaming and not only just the films but the comic books and novels. I think it's just fantastic. I think there was a, you know, I lived through the 90s, the early 90s, when there was like a Star Wars drought. Um, there was like nothing going on until, you know, the original Timothy Zahn books came out and everybody was like flipping out of those, uh, over those. So it's just fantastic now to be able to live in, in, in this timeline of, of rich, you know, Star Wars stories that, uh, that go beyond what, uh, you know, what, uh, what we're used to. It's, it's fantastic. I love it. Uh, two other questions came from the Star Wars group I admin called the Alliance of Star Wars Fanatics, or Tal Swift for short. It came from Jack Krysik. I probably butchered his last name, but he's a good member. He asked for his first question, what would be your pitch for a new comic series? Oh, that's a good one, because again, I mean, these stories can go anywhere. You know, and it's one of those things where I, I know that the Benioff and Weiss series, the, the trilogy, you know, that is is happening. And a lot of people are thinking that they're going to go Old Republic. Um, oh, yeah. No announcement has been made officially, but a lot of people are saying that. Um, you know, there, there's some people that are like, let's get away from the, the original trilogy. Let's get away from that timeline. Let's see what's happening uh, elsewhere in the universe, in the galaxy. Um, but I, I for one, I think I kind of like the familiar. I like, again, because I enjoyed Rogue One so much. That's that, that set. Um, that those set pieces are, are so familiar to me that I love, I would love just to see more stories, um, from, from that realm. But again, I, I can see why you know there's somebody that is uh, commenting on the Dark Visions um, limited series online here on the Houseorama.com. The I think it's the Outhousers.com, and they're talking about how they're kind of burned out of the they're darked out. I think is what he's saying. And, and <laughs> that's pretty good. Yeah, but uh, I mean, I I get it. I to see new Star Wars things like you were saying earlier is is uh, is fascinating. I think. Again, there's just a wellspring of ideas, um, a wellspring of timelines that we can explore. I'm not sure if I can, you know, if I had the choice, if I had the, the, the veto power of, of going to a certain place, I think I still, um, that's one of the reasons I'm really looking forward to Mandalorian because I want to know what's going on after Return of the Jedi. And, and, and that's, I think, if I had to, pick that's the timeline that i would go to because again the galaxy is in disarray i love the wild west feel of the picture and i love the fact that it probably will be kind of like a wild west uh feel to to the essence of of the world of star wars as as we're being introduced to it at this timeline i don't know what do you think yeah no i i, I definitely agree it, it'll be really cool um to answer jack's first question I thought of two. One of them would be like an X-Wing-esque series, sort of similar to Resistance, where like you see like a squadron of X-Wing pilots like band together and go on missions together. 
because I'm a sucker for X-Wings. I love those things so much. Yeah. But another comic series that I would do would detail... Have you played the Battlefront 2 story at all? Yes. Okay, so I would... The comic series... The other comic series I would do is Zay Versio and Shriv and what they were up to during the events of Last Jedi and what special mission Leia sent them on. Oh, yeah. Prior to Last Jedi. I would I would do that. Yeah. I really want to see what they did. That would be great. Yeah, I totally forgot about that. And then Jack's second question is what is what would in your mind be the best medium to continue Thrawn and Ezra's story and when would you think we'd see it I would probably think because you know we're we're going into a part of the galaxy that uh, audiences have never seen um, in order to really do it justice I think it probably should be some sort of novel um, written by, you know, somebody fabulous. I think uh, I think a novel would, uh, would probably do it justice. I think f- um, film, because of its limitations, I don't know. I mean, visually, obviously, it would be stunning, but I think really to, to really d- dive into uh, the nuances of, of where they were transported to was uh, I think a novel would be great. I think either a comic or a TV show, mainly because they both would be able to flesh out either respectively a, among many issues or many episodes, like their whole story. Sure. So, yeah, that's yeah. really all I have. Like I said, I mean, visually, I think they can really do something new because it's a, you know, a region of space uh, that's unfamiliar to us. Um, I think it would be fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, and um, to the to answer the when we'd see it, um, I'd say like late summer of 2019 maybe, depending on if Thrawn or Ezra are important to the storyline of 9. If right. not, definitely post-episode 9. Excellent. Well, Connor, I want to thank you very much for reaching out to me to uh, express interest in, in, in being a, a co-host on our podcast tonight. It was a lot of fun. We covered a lot of ground. And uh, really, I do have to catch up on Vader and uh, see oh, yeah. what all the excitement is about. I probably will uh, you know, catch up on, on it uh, in the next couple of days, and I'll... Uh, I'll I'll tweet at you and and let you know where I'm at. But uh, Connor, it was uh, it was a lot of fun talking uh, about Star Wars, our passion, our favorite uh, franchise. And uh, did you uh, what did you enjoy it? Oh yeah, I loved it, man. It, I've been away from the mic for too long, so it was great to be back on. Guys, I want to thank you for tuning in to our podcast. This is Nova Mortis. Hashtag enjoy Star Wars responsibly. Just for anyone that wants to reach out to me, um, I'm on Twitter at Chiquiti Conman. I am also I also am in two Facebook groups that I admin. The one group is the Alliance of Star Wars Fanatics. This is my little plug for them. Um, 
we're a Star Wars Facebook group that promotes positivity and positive discussion in the Star Wars universe. We just talk about what we love, keep out what we hate. The other group is defending the Star Wars saga. Pretty much the same principle. Both on Facebook, you can find me on there, keeping out the uh, negative kerfuffery of the haters and promoting Star Wars. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Connor, thank you very much for joining me. This is Nova Mortis on the hashtag Enjoy Star Wars Responsibly podcast. You may far when ready. I got a bad feeling about this. I am altering the deal. Pray I don't alter it any further. You must unlearn what you have learned. You felt a great disturbance in the force. I suggest a new strategy, Art. You underestimate the power of the dark side.